0: Welcome back to another episode of Cheese Steaks With, with the uh, classic uh, and favorite uh, guest uh, known as Delco Daniel, formerly known as Delco Dan, formerly known as Big Double Deuce,
1: aka Big Dog.
0: Aka Big Dog with the weird, weird little hand. Hey, everybody. How are you? But listen, Dan, I'm ready to take this podcast to the next level. Let's I do want it, people man. to know that this isn't just here. some bullshit podcast that everybody. Everybody knows somebody's like, oh, we should start a podcast. They start a podcast, and then they just talk about the bullshit that gets old after one or two episodes, and they quit. But I want to talk about real things here. Let's get real around here. I do. And something I uh, always wanted to ask you about, you know, we've we've done a lot of different little collaborations together, a lot of Uber rides, this, that, and the other. Um, But, you know, I've always understood that you had a history with addiction and um recently somebody asked me um in real life I I actually get a lot of messages about this and somebody asked me this in real life and I thought this would be a really cool thing to talk to you about was you know are you comfortable talking about it you know it the, the person who approached me you know, struggled with it, struggled with addiction themselves and wanted to talk to you and was like, would that be weird if I asked them about it? Would it be, you know, rude or whatever it is? Is it sensitive or whatever? And I said to them, and something I've always known is that like, I know you're always very open, always very willing to talk to things. And again, like, you know, for people outside of Delaware County, I don't think they understand what kind of place this is as weird as it is. Like it's, it's like this everybody knows everybody kind of thing and even though i've never really talked to you about this i've heard your story just because i know you talking to other people who struggle with addiction and correct me if i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure i've heard you would go to rehab centers and treatment centers and give your testimony so to speak and i've heard bits and pieces of what that testimony is and it's kind of funny because i've never Talk to you about it one and two, I've always wondered this. Uh I was driving somebody the other day um who I know has a gambling problem. Right. So I don't talk about gambling with him. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh I know people who are alcoholics. I make yeah. it a point not to drink beer right, right. Now, you know? Yeah, no. And so like with somebody who's struggled with addiction, I've always been kind of like, Man, I wonder if I, you know, mention this will this you yeah, know if yeah, i mention no, kensington yeah, right. is that a sore subject if i mention right. if i say i need an advil is he gonna roll his eyes at me or something you know what yeah. i mean and like i've just kind of always wondered like are there any trigger points or like things that people say or things that i i might say that you're like maybe a little insensitive or you right. wish people um, didn't talk about for you personally right. I know the for me it's different for everyone yeah for me personally not at all um I won't
1: get offended or triggered really by anything anyone could ask me. Um, as far as my relationship with addiction and drugs, I'm very open. Uh, I've, I've always been very open with it and kind of, um, you know, wore it as a badge of honor, man, because like, you know, Danny Malley is Danny Malley. You know, I'm not a drug addict. I'm not, uh, you know, uh, a, a sick person. Uh, you know, I'm not, you know, uh, Deficient, you know. I I'm a person. I'm a person that has had struggles, and I'm completely okay with talking about them with anybody and giving any advice I could give on how, you know, what worked for me to get through it, um, you know. And um, so, no. I mean, the answer is no. Anyone that comes to me, you know, I'd be willing
0: to talk about my story, you know, by all means, and, and do anything I can to help the next person. Um, now, when you're around other people that you know struggle right. with it as well, yeah. And again, I it, it's tough to talk about because yeah. I know it's a it, sure. it's it's an individual thing. But like, do you catch yourself like being um, sensitive about saying certain I things? Think, I think I uh, think people
1: tend to try to uh, you know not hurt hurts a loved one and and trigger them in certain ways in in like an early recovery situation or. Uh, or somebody that that's rather like in denial, you know, you know, um, sometimes, you know, I've had alcoholics in my family that, you know, maybe they don't know they're alcoholic or maybe they're functioning alcoholic. And, you know, you kind of don't want to be the one to tell them that, but you know, sometimes you need to, I feel like, um, it's, it's a, it's a hard line, but in, in my opinion, I think it should be okay to talk about anything. Um, you know, people might get offended. People might get triggered, um, but if it's going to save your life, it's worth it. Yeah, it's worth talking about. If you ever have a, a suspicion that a loved one or a friend is using drugs and,
0: you know, I think it's always important that, to talk about it right yeah. away. Before we got started, we were talking about just how insane the <laughs> opioid epidemic hit mm. Delaware County. And I know people all across the country say this and yeah. um, you had mentioned Kensington is what did yeah. you say the number one number
1: one open air drug market in the world? I mean it's just crazy of you to think Philadelphia. You know? I mean you can literally anyone can just walk up to almost any corner and buy any drug you could think of, any drug you could request, you can just walk up and buy it. And there's cops everywhere.
0: I was, uh, I drove through there the other day for Uber and, yeah. uh, I was just like in shock and like, yeah. I, I went to school at Temple. I lived off campus in North Philadelphia. Like I've lived in the city for a couple years and like, I'm by no means. Like I always say, I'm more comfortable in a, in a bad city neighborhood than in the sticks because yeah. I'm scared to death right? of the sticks, man. Yeah. Like I just like, I hate nature. I hate when there was, as long as someone can hear me scream, I figure I'll be yeah. okay. But, uh, dude, I was shook. It yeah, was broad daylight. It was 1 o'clock in Kensington. Broad daylight. Like you said, there were cops sitting there. And, yeah. like, it was just like you... I I, I don't even know how to it's, describe it's it. It's literally it was,
1: like The Walking Dead. Yeah. I mean, the drug... And the degree of drugs that people are taking these days... Um, I'm going to jog back a minute when, at, when we were talking about a second ago, like, Delco and how it got hit by the opioid epidemic. Like, in 2002, 2003... Oxycontins became a thing in this neighborhood. And from then on, you know, and still now, I mean, the amount of people I could sit here and list are, are probably up in the 50s, you know, just of people I know personally, that have you know, yeah, that have died, that have died, you know, and anyone else, you're either, you know, families with, a, with an addict or an alcoholic, or you're in recovery yourself, or you're trying to be in recovery or you're not, you know, or you're OD'd or in a rehab or in jail. And and if it's not someone directly, it's, again, we said like two degrees of separation. Yeah. Someone knows everybody's struggling.
0: If you think you don't know somebody who has, has, has this problem currently or has struggled with it, then you just don't know. Yeah. Like it's either one or two degrees of separation. I guarantee you somebody, you know has either struggled with yeah. it or is struggling with it now. See, that's the thing with
1: opiates, you know, I think there's, you know, true addicts out there that that are like an addict to the core where, you know, they, they take one, they obsess, and the phenom- phenomenon of craving comes in and, and they can't not, not yeah. think about it. Now with opioids, it's tricky because anyone could get hooked on them because there's a physical dependency that comes with it. And once you do it three times, you know three, you know I'll tell you what my experience with opioids. When I tried painkillers in high school, I tried them a couple times, but not knowing that I was physically addicted after the third, fourth time. You know, and that's what happens. I and mean, that's mean what by gets
0: that? so like, like well, then so you're at a party or something. Yeah.
1: Well, I did one Monday, and then I did one Friday, and then I did one Saturday, and then Sunday I woke up feeling sick. You know, and Uh, wondering what's going on, not realizing like, wow, you know, I'm with no, and then I get another one because I'm feeling like shit, yeah, and and you're not knowing, and you know, you're 16, 17 years old, all of a sudden you're fully addicted to pills that cost fifty dollars a piece, yeah, you know, and that was, uh, you know, yeah, and it got to the point where you know, you needed them, you know, and that's what was tricky with. The opioid crisis and, and why it killed so many of our our friends literally i've lost my brother i've lost my best friend doug lost my best friend mark wartman billy o'donnell man kevin foster just the list goes on um tracy brothers pat and matt tracy um all springfield kids uh, adam's and Whackham. um it's just you know non-stop um so yeah man so during the opioid epidemic oxycontin took over We all got addicted on them. My whole crowd got addicted on Oxycontins, and they were $50 a pill. And we were all doing multiple pills a day, robbing, stealing, doing whatever we could to get money to get it. And when we couldn't feed that addiction no more, we had to go to heroin. And actually, when they took Oxycontin off the market, I I firmly remember not being able to get Oxycontin no more to the moment I first tried heroin. I remember first trying heroin because I couldn't get oxys anymore because they took them off the market because there's so many addicts. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Do you remember what
0: year that was around? Uh,
1: 2008.
0: Okay. I was about 20, 21. So, and they took it off the market because yeah. of the Oc- yeah,
1: you, you sure. couldn't get oxycontin anymore, and they changed the pill to something that you couldn't snort.
0: You know, and it, it
1: was it ended up being called like opanas or something. And we all couldn't get high off them, so we all started doing heroin. Oh, oh so you would snort those Yeah, pills. and gotcha. guess what? They've done it again. Heroin has now become fentanyl. So explain that to me. So heroin's the street drug. Heroin was a street drug they, that, after oxies, all of us suburban white kids <laughs> got hooked on oxies. They took oxies away. We all went to the cities and became hooked on heroin. So that's, that's the whole East Coast from Maine down the friggin' the Carolinas, man, all through the Appalachian Trail that happened to all of us. You know, Boston, huge opioid epidemic. West Virginia, huge opioid epidemic, Philadelphia, huge opioid epidemic. Florida, huge opioid epidemic. The two biggest recovery capitals of America are Levittown and Delray Beach, Florida. Levittown yeah. is like what an hour. Fox from County.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: So, um so, so that's what happened. So that so we all get hooked on heroin. A lot of people start dying. Uh, a lot of people get more and more strung out, progress further in their addiction, homeless, jails, rehabs. I went. I've been in and out of five rehabs. Um, I've spent four years in AA. I spent three years going to NA. Then I, you know, I just smoked pot. Then I tried to just drink. You know, I've done all different things in the past ten to fifteen years of my life. Um, you know, to combat this this battle you know yeah. um
0: so from heroin like when when you say like now it's so fentanyl, now it's like fentanyl what? right so what I'm it's, getting at is like when when you say they did it again like was there another drug Fet, so fentanyls, a fentanyl's pharma- from China yeah it's not a pharmaceutical no. right
1: fentanyl is a, a drug that was made in China and it started coming over here in i guess 2012 you know i started remembering it big time now we were all on heroin and all of a sudden all of the Places where we would get our drugs it started transferring over into this really strong fentanyl and everyone was dying because all of a sudden this fentanyl was getting into the heroin and it was killing everybody I've literally watched this happen to literally 10 15 of my friends where when fentanyl started coming around people were dying left and right once twice a week people you knew were dying and now there's not even heroin left I mean the last time I used drugs like that, um, you you can't find just heroin, you know. And and I know the difference because back then it was brown. You know, you would do it as a brown drug. And, you know, now it's all this, like, white, clear Oh, wow. So
0: you get oh, different talked, it's different shit. It's completely that's
1: different. Completely different addiction. Uh, fentanyl is three times, five times, 12 times, 99 times as strong. Jeez. Honestly. Like, a, a, I on fentanyl. And it was a speck. I did a speck because I was that afraid of it. And I overdosed. Holy shit. Yeah. I woke up in a Wawa parking lot. I was choking on my vomit. Actually, Holy I didn't shit. wake up. I was found in a Wawa parking lot choking on my vomit in my car. And the ambulance came, got me. I woke up in the hospital. They were pumping my lungs out because I uh, aspirated. And my lungs filled with fluid. I had, like, shit all over me. I was in the hospital for eight days. One little speck, man.
0: And is that a mm. result of like it being like a dirty spec? Like is it like, no? Like, that's a weird, with no, I no.
1: Fentanyl is just is that it just, strong. That was the
0: first time you were doing it, and it was
1: too much. Yeah, not yeah. It was just so so strong. Fentanyl is that strong, and that's what I don't get is why would they ever make a drug that strong where cops touch it in the in like the um, what do you call it? Like they where they keep all the evidence shit evidence. Yeah. Cop would like touch it and pass out. I've heard stories of that. It's that powerful of a drug, and it's killed more people than AIDS, probably. You know, war. Yeah. Fucking opioid epidemic has killed more people, man, and and more people close to home than me, man, and to these small communities in and around our cities, just taking us out
0: in record-breaking numbers. Do you? Is fentanyl's an opioid, right? fentanyl, yes.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, on steroids.
0: Um I remember I I remember reading a story um about fentanyl when it was hitting Philadelphia. Somebody was interviewed and and they were like, "Look, there's like there's yeah. a batch around that's going to kill you if you smoke it." And yeah. the person being interviewed was like, "I need my fix." Like, yeah. I I don't oh, care. Man. I'm taking Dude, my chance. This is
1: true. When I was using, actively using with, you know, guys that high and all and when we would hear about a certain bag that was killing people that literally our brains that's what we would want because we would want the stronger shit because fentanyl you get sick so quick from it that like you know what you used to get high off for eight hours now lasts you two hours you know and it's like you're literally feeding a way bigger addiction now like heroin was just as horrible just as bad Didn't claim as many lives as fentanyl though. And it, it, I mean, fentanyl literally deteriorates you to nothing. You know, I mean, I know experience from being on heroin and being on fentanyl. And I've withdrawn and detoxed from both drugs at different times in my life. And, um, I mean, I'll tell you, fentanyl really steals your soul from you. You know, that's why these people are down there, like not even in themselves. Yeah. It's a different thing. It really is
0: like The Walking Dead. It is. It's like
1: The Walking Dead and um you know just the deterioration physically is way stronger way quicker than back when there was just heroin around and, is that and i'm not listen i'm sorry i'm not advocating for any drug to be back or you know yeah, yeah i'm not yeah, saying let's bring, not <laughs> yeah. let's bring back heroin but seriously yeah let's bring back heroin because fentanyl is killing everybody what the fuck? my dad said that the other day he said you know danny <laughs> there was a time where you would hear about overdoses, but you guys were living. The heroin, you would live through your overdoses. Yeah. Now you're fucking all dead, yeah. and it's the truth. And so many of us are dead.
0: Now is fentanyl like the the deterioration? Is that whatever the drug does to you? Obviously, yeah. I'm sure it's not yeah. good for your system. But well,
1: here's is the it other thing: thing too. it's just a matter of like
0: you know cartels and and people adding other shit
1: in. god gotcha. you know there's. Fentanyl is coming here from China and Mexico you know that's you know this is what I know um, based on my experiences and then people are getting it and putting in fucking different drugs yeah putting k2 in it putting battery acid in it Holy one gee. time I was arrested for for uh heroin and the cop that arrested me said you know the bags that you're doing we tested them a month ago and there's battery acid in it yeah and so it's like literally putting God knows what in your body. Here and I'm I, grateful to be here.
0: Here I thought I was like, oh, maybe they're just so focused on the addiction they don't eat and drink as much as they should, which I'm sure is That's true. Fine. But <laughs> I didn't account for battery access. Yeah, dude. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, dude.
1: yeah, man, seriously. Hor- <laughs> uh, elephant tranquilizer, literally, fentanyl is like, they find elephant trank in it. You know, when you see people nodding so hard, falling asleep, that's elephant tranquilizer in the shit they're Jeez. shooting up you know and i'm i'm an extremely rare lucky case to be sitting here and have been through some of that shit um you know extremely lucky because all my friends and and, and again we we were all good kids we all went to school we all played sports we all had good families you know we weren't destined to be bad people we we, we just got caught up you know having fun and not knowing What was about to happen with the drugs we were messing with?
0: Yeah. You know? What, uh, you know, bringing back to like that first, the three times you were physically addicted, like, do you remember the first time?
1: (laughs) I remember the first, when I first got addicted to Percocet thinking like, man, this kind of sucks, but it was still kind of like, I was naive to how long it would last. I thought like you know, all right, well, I'm not going to do them forever, but they're fun. And, you know, I, I like taking them at work because I work really hard and
0: it's kind of makes the day go quicker. Is that right? when you started at work? Like, yeah. When we were yeah. After high stuff? school,
1: the first couple times I did progress that were in high school, I got them off people. Shit. You know, we know, it doesn't even matter, but as just like a experimental thing, you know, and was uh, it like a party scene? No. Yeah. It was just like a fucking around yeah, people that board. dabbled with. Other things, you know, smoking pot with other people. And this guy's got this, you know, and then you try that. And then, uh, you know, you enjoy it. You do it on a Friday night. Do it again Saturday. Then you wake up Sunday. You feel like shit hungover. Let me get one more. And then you you just are doing them because it's fun. And, you know, high school sucks. Work sucks. And then you fucking don't have them and you feel like shit. And the
0: only thing you can think of doing
1: is getting one. You know,
0: and it's fucking... So, high school, you were just kind of fucking around, but yeah. it kind of... I didn't, and, uh... Heavily yeah. start until you were working. Yeah. After
1: 19, I was fully addicted on perks. perks. And that was a result of
0: taking them after that work. That was a
1: result of just dabbling in them, taking them at work. Oh, you so know, it was like somebody... a slippery
0: slope. Like, it yeah. was never like... Yeah. I'm fucking aching from work. I need one every day. It was just like, I'll take one here or there. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow, that's scary. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's nuts. And then, um, you know, they, you know, they just made you feel so good. It was hard not to want that. And then when you don't have it, you have to get it. Yeah. You know? And it sucks too, because the whole time you're doing it, your tolerance is getting bigger and it's costing you more money.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, now the two you were doing aren't doing it and you got to do four. Yeah. You know, and that 20 bucks went to 40 bucks. And then in another three weeks, it's going to be to 60 bucks. Yeah. You know, and then you're done. And, uh. You know, I know this right now. If I put an opioid in my body ever again, it could set off a a trigger that, you know, I always tell doctors right away, like, you know,
0: do not give me any
1: narcotics.
0: Yeah. No opioids. Well, that's, no. that's exactly why I'm, like, you know, always a little wary with any sort of addiction to, like, you know, obviously taking it would be one thing. But if you say something, it's like I have mentioned, like yeah. being sensitive to right, the guy right. who I drove, who, who gambles. Right. He said he was like, um, he was working for somebody and they wanted to give him the company card. Yeah. And he was like, I can't take your company card." or no, no, no. Yeah. It was, um, he, they wanted in a, uh, a company, um, you know, like a football pool, you know how they do those like block. Pools yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I can't even put in $5 for this because if I put right. in $5 for the block pool, I will have the company card maxed right. out. Five midnight you know right. like, yeah like, and that's that's and that's the kind of thing that's where awesome
1: like, awareness on his part yeah
0: yeah yeah and yeah. and that this guy i know this because this guy was a lot like you and i i honestly really appreciate it because like i i have my vices too and gambling yeah. is definitely one of them and talking with him yeah. is like it makes me just kind of check myself before yeah, sure just just obviously before it gets to the <laughs> point and um, that's why I, I appreciate and I think it's so great when someone can be so open and talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I think it's, think it's important, so important to be, open. Oh, it's can, so you important.
1: know, get rid of the stigma, man. There's so much stigma around addiction. And like we were saying, like a lot of people may not realize it, but they know somebody who's yeah. a drug addict or an alcoholic or some sort of addict, Yeah, you know, rather. So it's, it's, it's not, and I will say this, man, I think more than that, it's like, you know, I don't really consider myself a drug addict. You know, I'm, I'm a person that has trauma. You know, I I struggle with, you know, anxiety. I struggle with, um, you know, some depression and and, and anger and I struggle with emotions, man, you know, and, um, you know, again, like I'm a, I'm a victim of different traumas in my life and seeing, seeing a lot of things. I think, uh, you know, getting in touch with who we are and, Working on our inner self and, and getting in touch with some sort of, some higher power, man, is the key uh, for addicts. For people that, for people that are constantly trying to, to, to fill up a, a missing piece in their life or, you know, whatever they're running from with the drug and people that are constantly just, you know, trying to numb, you know, whatever they're running from, just hide. Uh, I think the higher power, man, getting a conscious contact with some sort of faith, you know, is the only thing that can fill that hole, you know, is having that. Do you see that 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 as
0: a common underlying thread for addicts is, you know, they're trying to numb something or. Yeah.
1: Oh my God. I think every addict is at some degree, somebody dealing with some sort of trauma, uh, some sort of mental disorder that that they're not even aware of you know yeah you know and, and this day and age why there's so many addicts too you know is has a lot to do with you know the drugs that they're pumping into this into this these towns in the 90s like the the wave of you know prescription narcotics just became so overwhelming yeah you know um, and it just was in all of our cabinets yeah. you know so we're teenagers wanting to get on you just open the cabinet
0: do you think a lot of like when you were teenagers like when you were dabbling did that did a lot of that come from like the like, medicine, cabinet, yeah. medicine cabinet yeah Or was a lot yeah. of it from the street
1: no I think uh in the beginning a lot of it like most of it started from the medicine cabinets and yeah. taking it from you know friends parents or yeah you know or, or maybe there was a kid that was prescribed something for you know an injury in football or you know or even for bipolar you know we were doing xanax a lot doing um benzo diazepines we were doing them all the time in high school you know and they just make you forget any inhibitions or morals you got man yeah
0: yeah the thing that always uh not scared me but i always thought was wild about heroin so the um the, what do you call him? Principal Investigator, the lead doctor at my the treatment research center. Um, he always talked about how uh, the difference with a heroin, an opioid addiction, is that it's physical. The reason Kensington's so bad, and and an opioid addict is so I don't want to say dangerous, but like yeah. is willing to steal and do yeah. whatever. To get money, to get drugs is because like the physical pain that comes from a withdrawal yeah, is like unmatched.
1: There's only one thing to fix it and that's to use.
0: Yeah. And that
1: is the most dangerous evil I've ever seen is, is, is opioids. I mean, holy shit. You literally will. T- I mean, never in my life would I want to steal from anyone. I Anyone for that matter, let alone my family. And the pain from withdrawal from opioids literally will, has made me steal from people I love, you know, with no thought of it. Yeah. Because I had to. It's like, you know, and, and that is dangerous. It's a dangerous place.
0: It, it made me kind of shape my perspective on a place like Kensington where, like, you know, typically a lot of people are like, oh, that's the result of drugs. And it's like, yeah, technically, yeah. But...
1: That's what the result it, of untreated trauma.
0: What what it's the result of is people trying to avoid a withdrawal. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the ultimately. reason that neighborhood's the shit, the reason things get stolen right. and the reason you right. know you can't park your car down there is because there's people trying to avoid withdrawal. The yeah. the 18-year-old Dan Nally that was, you know, dabbling he he wasn't in kensington breaking in the car nah. you know what i mean yeah. it's somebody who is trying to avoid withdrawal yeah. that's willing to do whatever yeah, in order to and and it really made me like rethink like the way you look at a place like that and like you know kind of uh
1: people there and why yeah, the, the, they're there exactly, doing that. exactly you know um, and i'll tell you this from experience you usually don't get to kensington until you've really lost any other uh you know connection or you know like for me once i made it to kensington and was doing drugs regular in that area it's because i either robbed everyone around here the dealers around here didn't have strong enough drugs and uh or i robbed them you know i couldn't go on certain streets around here because those dealers knew that i stole from them yeah you know and and for most people i knew and for most people i've experienced in that world When you get to Kensington, you're either on your way to being homeless or already homeless and not looking back, Yeah, you know, and nowadays it's very few and far between people make it out of there. You know, I've, I seen a buddy of mine the other day and, you know, we're both doing well and and made it out of that lifestyle, you know, and, uh, I literally looked at him and I was like, damn, do you believe we made it out of that shit? Because again, we were just regular kids that, you know, went to CCD and, played sports and I can, yeah. you know, graduated high school and, you know, wanted to, you know, be a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever. You know, we're just for real. Delco Dan yeah. Esquire. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but um, you know, I'm I'm proud of who I am today and and I never shy away from talking about my past or things I've been through. I've lived in recovery houses, man. I've met amazing people. I've spoken Rehabs. I spoke at high schools. I told my story. Um, I was in AA working a 12-step program was in NA working a 12-step program I'm not at the moment. You know, um, I love both programs You know, I think they work. I know they work. They have worked in my life. They work in a lot of my friends lives um, You know my relationship with, with addiction is different today, and I can tell you that it's definitely taken a lot of people I love from me um, but it's definitely given me perspective and, and gratitude for the life I have now. Um, I have a very healthy respect and gratitude for simple things in life. It doesn't take me much to to be grateful to be here. Because I quite really mean it when I say, like, I'm truly grateful just to be here. Yeah. Like, the fact that I'm healthy, you know, and, and have a job and, and people that love me and a home, you know, and cheese steaks. You know, like, I'm grateful for small shit today. And yeah. there was a time in my life that I took that stuff for granted and didn't realize, you know, how fortunate people are. You know, I literally thought today, damn it, it's so nice to not wake up and be dope sick and go to work. Really? I love going to work, not dope sick. And being able to, like, work. I remember going to work and being so uncomfortable, so cold but sweating. That, like, I couldn't even move in my shirt because it was just so uncomfortable on your skin. It just crawls. And, uh, damn, dude, it's just beautiful to wake up and to be okay and, like, not fucking hungover and, like, holy shit. Yeah. Oh, I feel like hell. You know, or how am I going to get to noon so I can s- skip out of work for an hour, grab heroin, come back, and finish my day? Yeah. You know, that was the the monotony, dude. They say, like, heroin's harder than any fucking job in the world. You work. From sun up to sun down, you know, yeah. just trying to get another one. It's fucked up, but uh, I don't have to live like that no more.
0: Well, I'm proud of you too, man. And honestly, yeah. that's that's one of the reasons why I like I wanted to have this conversation about like yeah I'm I'm that's it's one of the reasons why I'm like sensitive, so to speak. Like I don't want to ever trigger anything because I know yeah. how rare it is and I know how amazing it is yeah. to be in that life and come out of it and. Yeah. Um, you know, I yeah, say too I, I feel bad for alcoholics, man Because,
1: you know Somebody that's like a real right, alcoholic right, To yeah. where
0: That's the kind of shit I'm talking like, about Damn, yeah.
1: every build America's watch right. in America is got Cold Bud Light Yeah, you can't watch
0: TV Without it's a tough, commercial, man. you know oh, Yeah And, and again, it, it's one of those things Where it, it really makes you think About how you got I Drive an Uber, dude I see this all the time Like, I don't know if I could ever Go sober forever Like, I'm a social yeah, drinker Sure But drive Uber, man I'm like I, I see what alcohol does to people uh, and yeah. like I know I've been there too and I'm like why does anybody subject themselves to this yeah. and you see like you said it's on every billboard it's it's a legal drug yeah when marijuana yeah. isn't yeah and you know
1: it's the a, opioid the epidemic challenge. started
0: from legally yeah. prescribed legal drugs and I'm just kind of like dude at the end of the day you got to remember like You're looking out for your best interest, and no one else is, you know what I mean? Like, you got to be wary of, like, just because the government's doing it or it's on TV doesn't mean, just because it's just because it's legal doesn't mean that it's good, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. Yeah. Even, like, dude, you read freaking, what's in, I don't know, a Skittles pack, you know what Mm. I mean? Like... You got some chemicals in there, yeah, like, man. What the hell am I putting in my body? Yeah, yeah.
1: You don't don't take everything for what it's you says, know what I'm saying. I mean, it's just kind of like no, but yeah. Be critical. Yeah. Make sure you yeah. Always be critical. I agree. You got to be realistic too. With like things are going to pop up, and you need to be spiritually sound, man. You know, addiction and alcoholism, man, in my belief, is a spiritual condition. That's a spiritual condition, man. It's like. This is good that I just remember this because I wanted to bring that up. For me, the worse my addiction got, the, the worse things I would do. You know, my behaviors became worse. I treated people I love worse. So with that, with those bad decisions, with, you know, being on the drug and then doing bad things to get the drug, you literally kill your spirit. You know, the essence of you, that good nature in you goes away and gets dimmer and dimmer and dimmer and dimmer, man. You know, that's like they, they preach that in the program man. and it's a spiritual condition. And, and the only way to fix it is to, you know, do spiritual work, you know, is to work on yourself. And, and you know, I believe that there is a higher power. Um, you know, I don't know what that is. Uh, I, I call it Jesus. Um, for anyone out there, uh, I you know believe whatever you can. Believe in anything you can um, because, you know, there is something out there working in our lives, man. And if you need to build your spirit, you know, pray, you know, um, do, 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 do selfless acts, you know, um, anyway, spiritual work. So in that sense, so when you're, when I was deteriorating, doing, you know, negative things, man, when I had to come back. You know, when you're trying to get clean, when you when you come back in the world, man, you got to stay spiritually sound and work on yourself. You know, continue to do right, continue to, you know, right your wrongs and do good things. Because if you start slipping in them bad behaviors again and doing doing wrong things, you start killing that spirit. It's so much easier. To
0: pick up, yeah, you know, everything's growing or dying. Yeah, and you're saying build that spirit, right? Yeah, the second it starts dying, it's
1: like the two wolves. You know, you, you got two wolves inside you fighting, man. Which one do you uh, feed? Right, you got right. the dark one and the light one, man. Um, you, can't, you can't exist without the
0: other. Listen, dude, I could have this conversation. I, I could turn this into a Joe Rogan podcast. Could. Talk about this for three hours, but uh, I'd run out of gas. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> yeah, I'm hungry. But, uh, you Good know, I, I hope to have you back on, talk yeah, about anything. this subject more. Yeah, whatever um, subject. And other subject, too. But I, I feel like there's so much we can talk about this, and... I'm excited. I, I know this kind of conversation reaches people that yeah. really need to hear it. You know, yeah. even if it reaches, you know, ten people and five of them are struggling. Listen, we're this, only here to reach the one that needs exactly. it. Exactly. So. That's what that's what I'm trying to say. You're just saying it better. Final words. You got it. Yeah.
1: So if anybody out there is struggling with addiction or or dabbling in anything that they don't think they should be, um, dude, learn from my mistakes. If I could go back to my teenage self I would never pick up the drugs I did and I would do everything that I was afraid to do you know I would go do theater I would you know make sure I played varsity football my senior year you know I would have made sure I would do the things that I was afraid to do and fulfilled my life with good spiritual shit you know um and and I'll say this too it's never too late to change. I don't care how hooked you are. I don't care how deep it is. I don't care how many people you think you're going to uh, upset. There is light at the end of the tunnel. Believe in yourself. Get a fucking day. Um, God bless. Stay
0: strong. Sweet on. Let's go eat some cheesesteaks. Cheesesteak up. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah, appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that, man. Yeah. Thank <laughs>